Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. All right, the main thing right now is are the dogs going to lose their def- uh, offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin? Keep your hands off my Munkin. I don't want him to go anywhere. Mike says maybe this is just about money and a nice raise, and mm. maybe it is. But I think when you continue to take these interviews, Mike, and you are entertaining them, at some point, does somebody say something you want to hear? I just think the Bucks are, are so all over the place now. When you fire all your staff, Todd, Todd Bowles has no shot down there because you don't have Tom Brady. You, you, I don't know what Trask or whoever the quarterback, they got no shot. So why would you go there? It's Radio 92.9 The Game. That's something else we've been chopping up today. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, we're not sure if Munkin's going to stay. We think he is. But, again, it's something okay. that's just kind of been out there in the ether about him taking these these interviews, Mike. You should put that on a shirt. Get some coin off of that. What, stay with my Hands off my monkey. Hands off my monkey. Man, I, I just – he's been so impressive, right? Better or more impressive mm. than any other coordinator as far as offense is concerned right. that Kirby's had. Chaney, right? Coley, oh, yeah. any of these guys. That no, and, and the greatest fear, let's be honest, the, the greatest fear that I think Georgia fans have, Mike Bobo. <laughs> Come on, he's on the staff. Come yes, on. Yes, but again, he's a contributor. <laughs> I think every Georgia Bulldog goes to bed at night, and the boogeyman under the bed would be the return of Mike Bobo. It'd be different this time, though. Oh, would it? <laughs> oh, really? It'd be, it'd be different. Pray tell. Explain. It would be different. You know, even Steve Spurrier said that Todd Munkin's the best offensive coach in college <laughs> right did. now. He did say that. He right. surely did. Hey, man, we got a lot more to get to. Coming up, Josh Kendall from The Athletic. He is out in Vegas with our coaching staff and covering the Falcons. We're going to talk to him about all things that the Falcons are looking at and uh, some of the coaching highs that they've made today. If you're just joining us, Jerry Gray joins the Falcons staff as the now, his official title again, is going to be assistant head coach slash defense, but he's a defensive backs guy mm. and has worked exclusively with back defensive backs outside of him being a defensive coordinator. So we're going to talk to Josh Kendall about that. Mike, here's conflicting reports. Uh-oh. From two of the two of the, the most trusted sources in the industry, when it comes to the hiring today of D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton. So Ian Rappaport... Okay, reports that it's unbelievable that the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again, all capital mm. letters, before recommitting, before Ryans recommitted to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized the Sean Payton deal. Now, that's Ian. Adam Schefter says, timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Well, that's conflicting because that's not what Ian is reporting. Right. And then Adam Schefter says Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryans. What he's trying to say is the Broncos didn't panic. And I'm here to tell you that I think they did. And, Mike, I think as this played out, and we're going to let you hear Ian talk about this, that the Broncos got to a point where they went – Oh, crap. 
we better go ahead and make this deal mm-hmm. with the Saints before we lose out on Sean Payton, too. They wanted D'Amico Ryans, and they didn't get him. And this, to me, is an indicator because Ian's reporting this, and Adam's yeah. like, no, no, nothing to see here. They wanted him, and they wanted him. I don't uh, believe that. Yeah, it does kind of make the 11th hour attempt to get to Ann Arbor a weird, doesn't it? It does. And that's the thing because it seemed like the Jim Harbaugh thing. You asked, said it to me. Wasn't the Jim Harbaugh thing over? He made his big proclamation, Big Blue, here I will be until the NCAA comes <laughs> And you find out what a creep I am and how I've been cheating. But, yeah, I just, to me, The Broncos flew there over the weekend. Yeah, they went to Michigan to look to talk to Harbaugh one more time. D'Amico Ryans, my only thing, what I would say is, and he looks like the part. And Squid Billy talked about this during the commercial break with us. The the best run defense, everyone in position, everyone fundamentally sound. Broncos, the problem is in defense, I would just think Sean Payton would make more sense because I've got to fix my 240, whatever his $220 million problem in Russell Wilson. I, I'm tethered to Russell Wilson. The cool thing about Sean Payton also is you get some of those picks back. You had to forfeit those picks to get Russell from Seattle. Now at least you're getting some draft equity along with Sean Payton to hit the reset button. So that's the only reason I would say is as appealing as D'Amico Ryans, Payton is more appealing. I agree. History is on his side. He's established. Let's hear Ian Rappaport talk about this. This is just a sidebar, guys. Listen, I think the Texans got their guy. I think the Broncos got their guy. How it all happens in the end, mm-hmm. I don't know if it matters, but I do think there was some panicking going on here with the Broncos. Yeah, a complex deal that really has been in the works for several days, kind of under the cover of darkness, but the Denver Broncos have now agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints for compensation to the to complete the trade of Sean Payton. And what it is, is the New Orleans Saints receive a first rounder and a second rounder for Sean Payton and a third rounder going back. So essentially a first rounder and a pick swap now need to finalize a deal. Uh, now need to finalize a deal with Sean Payton, which should really be no issue. This is going to happen. Sean Payton now expected to be going to be the Denver Broncos head coach. But Mike, this was not a straight arrow. Yeah for the Denver Broncos. Listen to what they did. First of all, they targeted D'Amico Ryans as their top choice. Mm -hmm. Then it was clear that was not gonna happen. He was gonna go to the Texans. Then they flew to Ann Arbor to try to get Jim Harbaugh and convince him to be the coach. Then today, when we all thought they were zeroing in on Sean Payton, they made another run at D'Amico Ryans, failed there, and now go back to Sean Payton. Mm. And there's another, as you said, another potential version of how that played out. But, and I like, I think you, I think you can't go wrong with D'Amico Ryans, but they, I don't think you, I just think you've got to prioritize. Unless D'Amico, what was his offensive philosophy? Who were the assistants he was going to bring in? That, yeah. of course, would have been, a, and if we ever get that information, we're going to see what he puts together in Houston. If that would have been the case, would that have compelled Denver to say, okay, or maybe, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, and, and in essence, all of this was going on all at the same time. Now, was D'Amico using that as leverage, Mike? Maybe. Maybe he was. But it seems like the Broncos really wanted him, couldn't get him, and then, oh, crap, let's go ahead and hire Sean Payton. The Broncos could have hired Sean Payton, guys, two weeks ago. They didn't do it. They didn't want to come off the compensation. Now, all of a sudden, they're coming off the compensation. That's all I'm saying. All right, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Josh Kendall's on the way. Turtle, let's get to the top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now, let's see what we have here. Hawks lose in Portland last night. time out, time out, time out. I did it backwards. What'd you do? You're losing more picks. You're right. That's why the Peyton thing makes no sense. I was doing it backwards. I was I, I, Again, it's like bizarro world. You're losing all those picks to get Russell Wilson. Now you're losing all those picks to get Peyton. I had it backwards. This makes no sense. I think D'Amico was the guy. All right. All right. 
There it is. Uh, Hawks. Sorry, I mean, my brain, you know how it works sometimes, brother, when I'm over-caffeinated. Uh, it just kind of goes sideways. Sorry, back to you. No, that's fine. Uh, look at the numbers. <laughs> Hawks lose in Portland last night. You were telling me about something interesting about closing games with the, yeah. in the NBA. Now, I saw this factoid. There's a dude who uh, I follow. He's called Hawks Muse, and he's got a lot of facts, little stats, and, you know, these little factoids. There is a number, and it comes up about about clutch and this is one you and i always talk about how do you find the metric for clutch well anyway the nba and this is from the nba website nba.com clutch is defined as being within five minutes of uh, five minutes of the game within five points of your opponent okay okay so here's the scenario you're within five five minutes to go the best net rating in the clutch as far as making shots making cl- in crunch time as you like to say nut cutting yeah time. the last five minutes of a game nets are number one Plus 24, Nuggets are second. Nuggets, by no coincidence, are leading the Western Conference, plus 18. Celtics, one of the best teams in the, in the league, For sure. are plus 17. Raptors are in there as well. Now, when you get to the worst in the clutch, no surprise, one of the less talented teams, the Pistons, minus 26. Okay. The Spurs, minus 19. The Magic, minus 16. The Hawks come in fourth, minus 14.6. They shouldn't be there. And how you function in the clutch. They shouldn't be there. Those other teams, they're in rebuild mode. But when you blow 10-point leads and you're doing the things that we do and you're not handling your business in crunch time, Dukesism, right? No doubt. Then that kind of bear out. So, there's, again, that's from NBA.com. It's re- that's interesting, Mike. But it, you know what it screams? It screams what we are. That's what we are, man. I, that's an interesting stat. Uh, let's hear Nate McMillan talk about, you know, Dame Lillard last night. He had, by the way, 42. I mentioned this, five 40-point games in this month. He's been balling out. They win against the Hawks. Hawks will next take on the Suns. Here's Nate on Dame. Damien was hot with uh, single coverage. Uh, you know, he did a good job of getting the ball out. They did a good job of moving the ball and knocking down shots. You know, that's what you do or should do uh, when teams are double teaming. And, um, you know, when uh, we didn't uh, take the ball out of his hands, he was pretty productive, you know, getting to the free throw line 17 times, making all 17 free throws. So he made them all. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I think what Mike's pointing out is something we'll be watching over this next you know three or four or five games on the road right. trip. These games, if you're close on the road, you got to find ways to finish, and we've just not been able to do that. I mean, that game was tied last night, less than two minutes. I know. I mean, that's what made it so exasperating. Your guy, it was it was a heavyweight battle. You had Dame Lillard going toe to toe with Dejounte Murray, and then your guys couldn't make some free throws down the stretch. And and those guys were bombing some threes. And by the way, there was also a stretch when Portland missed about every shot down the floor, which kept you in it. No doubt. If you're just joining us, guys, the breaking news in the NFL today, Sean Payton becoming the new head coach of the Broncos. D'Amico Ryans, who was the defensive coordinator for Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, is taking the Texans' job. Two jobs are open, Cardinals, Colts. But Mike Mm -hmm. uh, and Frank Reich obviously got the job with the Carolina Panthers. We talked about that last week. But – you know, the, these uh, these hires today kind of moving the needle around the NFL. And then the Falcons making some news of their own. As we mentioned, Jerry Gray, the former NFL player, longtime coach, joining the Falcons as an assistant defensive coach. I mean, his resume is, is certainly solid, guys. He's been a defensive coordinator, been head coach, as Carl mentioned earlier, because it's a lateral move. You have to kind of give him a bump as far as the to- uh, his titles. That's why he'd be a considered assistant head coach. But a guy who's, uh, who's been around the NFL for years, a 60-year-old guy, who's got a lot of respect from the league. And now I'm just I'm just curious to see how we quickly turn around this defensive line through free agency and then making the players better. Chuck Smith, guys, if you missed it earlier, and not to belittle guys who just got fired and kick them while they're down, but Chuck Smith was adamant that the guys that were in position on the defensive staff of Dean Pease were not helping their defensive line. He has said that. And this is why, again, all the things we keep hearing, and we're going to talk to Josh Kendall about this, but 
you know, Coach Arthur Smith was talking about the hiring of Ryan Nielsen and why he decided to hire him. It wasn't about 3-4-4-3. It was more about the fit. You know, a lot of it's about fit and what we're looking for. And Ryan's a guy I have a tremendous tremendous amount of respect for. I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Uh, We had a lot of familiarity. You know, Dwayne Ledford worked with him at NC State. A lot of guys, uh, Sean Flaherty has, Terry has in New Orleans. So you got a good feel for who he is day to day as a person. And then professionally, he's been a pretty good adversary. So I got a lot of respect and love the the plan he has and the way we want to implement things and continue to develop our own guys. Continue to develop our own guys. We keep hearing this word, Mike, right? Develop our own guys. Guys getting better under Ryan Nielsen's tutelage when he was in New Orleans. I hope it happens here. Again, the articles that have been written, there's a good one on the Falcons website, which breaks down statistically. Great against the run. I know we always talk about the pass rush, which we've done. We're not doing any of that. But they're so good getting the quarterback on the ground the last couple of years, the last five years. Really good top three in run defense. And aside from Davenport, and again, you can only work with what God gave you, this guy's done a really good job developing other pieces like Hendrickson we talked about going over to uh, the Bengals. No doubt. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, we're going to talk to Josh Kendall from The Athletic. What's the latest at the East-West Shrine game? Uh, The practices are going on. The game itself is coming. And then we've got the Senior Bowl coming up as well. We'll talk to Josh about these hires and what he's hearing out there about Mm. some of the guys that the Falcons might be scouting. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. 902 2000. It is Dukes and Bell. Let's get you caught up on what's going on with our Atlanta Falcons as the uh, the staff's out there at the East West Shrine game. And uh, they got some members of the staff at the Senior Bowl as well. Josh Kendall, who writes for The Athletic, he covers our Falcons, joins us here on the WaitForward.com hotline. Josh, before we go any further, have you had any time to get to the tables? Any time. <laughs> I, I have had the time to get there. I have had the sense not to. <laughs> I hear you. That's a good choice, my friend. <laughs> so let's talk about these coaching hires. One, the defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, and what you know and what you're hearing out there. And then two, today's hire, which is a big deal in getting Jerry Gray, who was with the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Ryan Nielsen hire um, is the result of what Arthur Smith described as a pretty intensive interview process. He put um, – more than 12 candidates through a pretty long interview process and his his objective was to dial down to their process and put how they're going to implement the plans that they have and he came out of that thinking that ryan nielsen had the best plan you know the step-by-step meticulous plan to get things done the fact that he is a defensive line coach and has that defensive line background didn't hurt either because as we all know this team has got to improve its pass rush across the front so i think that those two factors um, led to Ryan Nielsen being hired. And Jerry Gray is a guy who was considered for the defensive coordinator position, a guy that Arthur's known for a long time, is very comfortable with. And I think that being able to add Nielsen and Gray is, is, is a real coup for the Falcons. A couple of our listeners were asking Josh, is Josh Kendall joins on the Athletic. Did Terry Fano have any input on this because of his background with the Saints? Oh, absolutely, yeah. He felt very comfortable with Ryan and with giving Ryan a recommendation based on just the kind of guy he is day to day. Uh, Dwayne Ledford, who worked with him in NC State, Sean Flaherty, who worked with him in NC State, had the same sort of in- input. This was an Arthur Smith hire, but there's no question that his comfort level with making the hire was a lot higher because he knew people who had worked with Ryan Nielsen. Hmm. So as far as uh, the scouting that's going on out there, what are you seeing? What do you think the Falcons are focusing in on? And uh, what has Arthur Smith said at all, if anything, about the kind of player that they're looking for out there? They, as you know, they are being very close to the best about who they like and don't like 
but I think that they enjoy getting to spend this time, getting to spend time with these guys. This is this is a game where traditionally, historically, 50% of the guys make an NFL roster at some point. 25% of these guys get drafted. So this is not the numbers and the talent level that you'll see at the senior bowl in general. So you're not you're not looking at a lot of first, second, third round picks out here. But you, what you are looking at are guys that fill the back end of your roster. And the Falcons, this Falcons regime especially, has been very upfront that that's just as important to them as the front end of the roster, that you've got to be able to fill. And they've, shown, they've had some success we've seen in the late rounds of drafts with guys that they pick up off the, off the street, with guys that they develop. So that's what you're looking at out here. So as much information as you can get on those types of guys and maybe find a guy who you can get in the sixth round who makes your team and helps you at some point in the season, I think those are the types of guys realistically that they're looking for out here. It would be great if Schaefer could kind of take that next step. He didn't really pop this first year, I mean, out of Georgia. But, I mean, yeah, if you could get somebody like that, and then, again, that gives you all the money to go spend on defense, which we certainly need. Josh Kendall, guy from The Athletic. Josh, do you think uh, when it comes to free agency, we're going to go after the best defensive tackles? I know we, our, our producer, Bo Morgan, we were talking a lot about Deron Payne and guys of that ilk, which we thought could really make this defense certainly help those young pass rushers. I don't know why you wouldn't go after tackle and in. I mean, you've got, the, you've got the money and you need the help. So if, I, if you're Atlanta, I wouldn't say, you know, we're going to go out and get one or the other. I would say you go out and you try to address both of those needs because they've got a lot. They need a lot there. Deron Payne, you know, I, I'm going to have to see this staff spend the, that money and give that length of contract for a player like Deron Payne. I'm going to have to see that to believe that they're really going to do it. Um, somebody like David Onyemata from New Orleans, on the other hand. Right. Um, Marcus Davenport from New Orleans. They've got not only the Nielsen connection, but they're guys who you can probably get um, without having to, you know, give them a ton of years, give them a ton of money. This staff is still going to be, despite the money that they have, it's still going to be really judicious in who they give long-term deals to and, and big money to. Deron Payne, everybody in the league wants him. Would he help the Falcons? Absolutely. This guy, you know, I'm going to have to see, see one of those deals from this staff to believe it. We're talking with Josh Kendall, guys, from The Athletic. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. He's out there in Vegas. So, from a staff standpoint, they've got some guys at the Senior Bowl. Is Arthur going to leave that, uh, you know, East-West Shrine game? Are they going to go to the Senior Bowl? Are they going to let the the rest of the staff out there just handle that, and then they'll collaborate when they get back here? Terry will go to the Senior Bowl. Arthur will not. Um, Terry, because Arthur has to stay through the game here on Thursday night. By Friday, pretty much all the work at the Senior Bowl has been done. But they've got Charles London on that staff. And because Charles London is on that staff, Kyle Smith can be in all the meetings and, you know, with the personnel people, whereas he couldn't if Charles London wasn't on that staff. So they feel like they've got good access into that game. Terry Fontenot will go, go over there and sort of be another set of eyes. But Arthur Smith won't. He'll just go. He'll just get what he gets from um, his his people that are on the ground there. The scouting staff, they kept it the first year, then they moved it over. So uh, I guess, again, it's, it sounds to the, the listener out there like they're stretched a little thin, but obviously they got the resource to be able to do all this stuff because some of these guys have already been scouting in, in the college ranks. Yeah, they've got plenty of people. <laughs> they got plenty of people on staff that they can see everybody that they, that they need to see. And frankly, a ton of the work that they've done on um, the, the – sort of foundational work on these college guys has already been done by their scouts. This is just, this part of the process is to 
try to confirm what you believe about certain guys and try to get really comfortable with adding them to your program. And I think that they've got enough people that they can get to those points in both places. Do you think they take a flyer on a young quarterback, too, just for competition? Mm. Uh, Terry Fontenot said today that he expected to add to the room. What exactly that means, I don't know. They've got three guys on, um, on under contract right now. Bessman Ritter, Marcus Mariota, Logan Woodside. It wouldn't surprise anybody if they cut Marcus Mariota. It would surprise me, I guess, if they didn't at this point. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I would expect a, a, another quarterback to come in from some avenue. doesn't mean that that person will be on the 53-man roster or on any of the rosters, you know, in September. But I expect, you know, somebody to be added to the mix just for competition. So. Josh, what do you do with Caleb McGarry? Um, we're looking at the free agent market. Uh, he's not a top-tier free agent, but, again, you know, offensive linemen come at a premium. He's still at a fairly young age. He's not 30. Do you pay Caleb McGarry the 15 to $20 million potentially that he might command on the open market? I do. Um, you know, I, I think that by the end of 2022, this Falcons coaching staff was pretty happy with what it was getting from the offensive line. Um, I think that they like the way that Caleb McGarry comes to work every day. They're comfortable with Caleb McGarry. They know Caleb McGarry, and they like the cohesion that they got from those five guys up front. You, you're probably making a change at left guard, um, so you'd rather bring back 80 percent than you know what's what's three what's three fifths. I forget. Can't call it the percentage off the top of my head, but <laughs> I think they, I think they bring Caleb McGarry back. We're talking about the Falcons, and again, he's lucky enough to be out there, although he's not gambling, at least not yet. So he says on the radio. Josh Kendall's with us here on the WadeFord.com hotline from The Athletic. Uh, how much should Falcon fans expect them to go in free agency or in the uh, maybe in the draft, commit resources for a corner opposite A.J. Terrell? If, if I'm picking a position for that number eight spot right now, if, if it's me, literally me picking it, I take cornerback. I think that that's a very much a position of need. I think you can, you've got enough free agency dollars that you can address the pass rush through that standpoint. I'd go get a corner at number eight because I think they really do need one. Yeah, boy. I mean, that's what's crazy, Josh. And I'm not. I'm not going to disagree because we're at a point where we need a bunch of stuff. It's it's prioritizing, right? And you're like, hey, okay, what do we need? If we go get a big DT in, in free agency, I'm all for that because you can never have enough of those guys. It's like the bullpen and pitching. You can never have enough good arms, and you can never have enough good corners. So I, I totally agree with you there. Hey, before we let you go, uh, as far as uh, have you had a chance to talk to Ryan Nielsen at all? Have they allowed you to speak with him or no? No, uh, he he won't be introduced officially, and, and and thereby then be talking publicly until next week. I don't think so. We have not gotten any sort of a, you know from the horse's mouth uh, on from Ryan Nielsen about what exactly his plans are, yeah. uh, what exactly his thoughts are. But I think we'll hear that next week. All right, you're not gambling. There's only about let's see, Carl, five thousand amazing restaurants. What's the dinner plan? You can expense it to the athletic. Well, I waited at Brezza last night. Brezza Italian. That was that was really nice. Okay. okay. You know what? The best meal the best meal I've had here is at a diner next to UNLV. A breakfast, um, <laughs> and I you will not believe this. Y'all will not. Nobody believes this. Right. I had fantastic grits. What? In Vegas? Yep. I'm trying in to Vegas. think. I'm at a diner, to... okay. a Rebel Breakfast. If you're in Vegas, Rebel Breakfast and Grill next to UNLV. 
Okay. I'm looking at it right now, just between Harmon, Carl. All right. And uh, there by, is it over there by In and Out by UNLV over there? Yeah, is that down where it's at? right down the street. You're yeah. doing a very good pull. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> know the area. <laughs> <laughs> it's like leave it to Josh to find grits in Vegas. Oh, uh, good stuff, Josh Kindle, man. We appreciate the time. I know with the time change, get some uh, get some rest. Enjoy your time out there, man. And thank you for coming on. Thanks, Phil. Josh Kendall with the athletic guys talking about the Falcons. Magic grits? Yeah, and it's and the reason I asked him about the corner thing, I know that we're so – because you and I, not that we drive the conversation in the city, but sometimes, you know, we think about like edge rush, edge rush, edge rush. We still need a corner. You know, we do need a starting corner opposite A.J. Terrell. So. No, we do, and we do drive the conversation. What do we have coming up <laughs> with Hey Winner? I heard this today. Randy Mack was talking about it, and then we stole it for Guy Talk. It was Steve Spurrier doing one of those cameo calls. Again, it could be a Zoom, could be a video, where celebrities will leave a message for a friend, for a relative, etc. So Steve Spurrier, somebody paid, not sure how much, I can imagine it was a pretty penny, to get Spurrier to wish a Georgia Bulldog congratulations on their second national championship. Who is a celebrity you'd be willing to cough it up to have a cameo message for yourself or maybe for one of your buddies. 404-741-0929. For me, Carl, it's simple. Mark Messier. Just telling me I'm his best pal. (laughs) Who's your guy on cameo tonight's game winner? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question. Hey, man, for those who don't know about Cameo, which is a pretty cool deal, you can get celebrities to basically communicate with you or somebody special, a special message. We looked at the Cameo website, Steve Spurrier, a personalized video, $249, Carl. Uh, a live video is uh, at starting at $747 yeah. for Steve Spurrier. That's where people request you uh, to call. They want to physically a video call or talk to you uh, and right. have you talk to somebody. But you know what? It's your favorite person or it's your favorite uh, TV character. It's your right. favorite comedian. Could be anybody. Yeah. Now, they might not be on Cameo, but if they were, you that's the one you want to you know, talk to. Absolutely. You know, for instance, you know, if uh, if you wanted like your uh, you wanted Clint Eastwood to talk to your dad. 
you know, or your grandfather, something like that. Exactly right. So there you go. For a good job by Chris uh, and you guys coming up with this one tonight, because last one's uh, last night was not good. All right, man. Let's see what we got here. It's uh, <laughs> brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, ale. Who's up first, Chris? Hey, Justin, man. Who's the dude you or lady you'd want on cameo? Hey, man. Hey, man. So it's not really a cameo, but something I always kind of wish I, I could do or would be really cool. I want Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire doing the message on my voicemail when you called me and I don't answer. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. That's funny, man. Who's up next? Chris. David. Hey, man, you're in the game, bro. What you got? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. Hey, uh, I got to go with Eli Manning congratulating Bill Belichick for not finishing last in his division. <laughs> there you go. You're involving two celebrities. You're going to send that message to somebody. I like it. Yeah, that would be fun, too. Good idea. Hey, man, who's up next? Nothing like pulling somebody's chain, right? Right. Yeah. yeah man, I, I always love when Eli busts chops on that one. You know, even Rodney Harris and everybody else going around and around. Sweet. Hey, Swede, who's it going to be? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Uh, this is a little bit off the wall, but it's the truth. I was the official wedding photographer for O.J. Simpson's wedding, and as part of a personal agreement I time had Time out, time family, out, time out. Stop right there. Come on, you just can't drop that act like that. there's nothing going on there. Sweet. Did all you this just time, say, all this time you've been hiding this one from us? Did you just I, say O.J.'s wedding photographer? I was, and that's a fact. And the thing that I would love to have is from the uh, one of the promises that I made to these people was that I would never sell these photographs to any of the publications, any of the news media, right. People Magazine, any of these things. And I kept my promise. And what I would like is um, a, a personal thank you from the Brown family for never having done that. Right. And uh, that would be my request. But Sweet. Yes, I was the official photographer at that wedding. Okay. And Hold on. If you want to contact me off off the air, I can tell you more details. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I got one question for you. Just one, and then we can talk more about this. All right, were, anything you want. Were you, number one, obviously that was your profession, or was this a side gig? How do you get the O.J. wedding? I, I was a professional photographer in Santa Monica and West Los Angeles near UCLA right. originally, and then Santa Monica, California for 38 years. And I photographed mostly celebrities, not uh, paparazzi stuff, but they would come to me through studio uh, references for personal family portraits because they knew that I wouldn't sell them to the media and they could enjoy the, the portraits for their own personal use. Right. And so uh, as a result of that, uh, I had a studio in Santa Monica and uh, one day uh, Nicole and OJ walked by and they came in, they were looking for a wedding photographer and I talked to OJ and I said, hey, USC, you were uh, what year? And he, and he told me 67 or 68 and I said, right. well, I'm, I'm um, USC graduated in 65. So that started it. And I wound up being their wedding photographer. All right, final question. So, how much did he tip? Yes, sir. How much would they tip? Did they, how much did they tip? Oh, there was no tip involved, but they spent a whole lot of money on photographs. That's all I'll say. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, sweet. But anyway, it was, Thank it was you. fun. And uh, anytime you want to talk about this off the air, um, I'll give Bo Morgan my numbers and you can call me. I, I do. Wow. Because I got to be honest with I, you. Never did I ever think that I'd run into the photographer of OJ and Nicole's wedding right. who's a listener of this show and an avid listener and calls in all the time. And he's just like, yeah, by the way, I didn't tell you guys. Are you serious? Did Marcus Allen make the toast? AC? Wow.
I mean, that's nuts. Hey, we got, I mean, that was an interesting, hold on, John, we got more people who have to, we must speak with John. We just learned that Swede, we learned that Swede was the photographer for OJ and Nicole Brown Simpson's wedding. Wow. Big news. Hey, man, who's up next? Mark Marcus. Hey, man, you're in the game, bro. Who's going to be on Cameo? Hey, man. Hey, man. So I've got two. I would want a shout-out from Dave Chappelle because he's all hands down my favorite comedian. But I want George Costanza to leave the voicemail message if you call my voicemail with the jingle in the background and everything. That's funny. I bet you Jason Alexander does that, right? That's funny. Yeah, right? yes. he's right about Chappelle, though. I mean, that, <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> God! <laughs> we got one more, Chris. What's good, Billy said? What is it? David, hey, man, you got the final word of the game winner tonight. Cameo, who would be a celebrity you'd be wanting to use? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. What do you how do you follow up with OJ? The <laughs> uh, cameo's a cool deal. Cause I had my daughter. I had uh, Pam Poovy call her from Archer, and she enjoyed it, man. It was a trip. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. I love Archer, by the way. That's great, man. Pretty cool. That's a wide range that I've been. How about Sweet knocking out of the park? I like it. And now I really feel better doing all those 80 year old band jokes about him. Well, you just never know anybody's nobody's history. By the way, Cameo is cool, and you can, uh, you I can ran request into me. Cato Kalen at um, Lucky Strike. Before on, or after? No, bef- this was all after. Okay. I ran in the early, like 2000, 2000 2001, somewhere. Um, it was in LA at Lucky Strike, right there on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard and everything. And uh, he was with some girl, and. I was all you know, jacked up on roids and everything, and I asked this girl to play pool with us. We we had like three of us playing pool, and I was like, you know, she was like standing by the pool table. I was like, you want to play? You know, and all that, and yeah. I just came over and got her. And mm. oh, I mean, Cato's like, uh, and he's like Mike's leg. I mean, you yeah, know, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. about yeah. that size. I mean, so wow, interesting. You know, yeah. yeah. So he was ultimately that night. He was a nice guy, though, right? He was fine. Oh, I didn't talk to him. I didn't. You you know, did, he was I, just there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I was just gonna push him out of the way. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a whole. That's the again. If you're a certain age, that's a whole different life. Right. Mm-hmm. That time and what was going on mm-hmm. and that whole thing. That anyway. FX docudrama was so good on oh. that too. They really nailed it. They really yeah. did capture the whole vibe at that time and everything else that was going on. The star, the, the beginning of celebrity for nothing but just being celebrity sake, like Cato, who happened to be the nitwit living in the guest house. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Took him to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got coming up, John? Uh, we'll talk to Josh Alper. Talk some NFL offseason with him, and uh, we'll talk to our buddy Pat Benson. Talk about the Hawks and whew, I don't know man uh, you know this this team is just something something new every night I know Hawks. aggravating I mean, you know I, I'll go hot takey DeAndre Hunter's turning into a glorified Kent Bazemore oh really <laughs> good pull really great pull I, I mean he's really he's becoming that kind oh. of guy it's interesting mm-hmm. who's been saying that mm-hmm. for months uh, Carl did beat you on that mm-hmm. one Chucks but I, you are on it because he's not giving us anything. And and I'll give you the numbers on what his defensive rating is for the Hawks. It's pretty staggering what his. Wait a minute! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Wait! 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 John, I thought he was a defensive stopper. Oh yeah, he was the best college on-ball defender coming out of you know Virginia and you know all that and yeah. It's talked uh, to, and we spent time on it today. Last night, one of the key three-point shots, if you didn't see it from the Blazers, was with DeAndre Hunter in a non-committal position, doing stupid stuff, not doubling down in no man's land, allowing a wide-open three-point shot. To your point, amongst many times it happened. Good news. Is, good news is his salary goes up to almost twenty-one million next year, and in three years, he's a twenty-five million dollar player. 
I can't wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9 oh. The Game. Hey, thanks to our guest today, Josh Kendall from The Athletic. Chuck Smith joined us from the Senior Bowl. He's going to join us uh, a couple more times, I think, this week to kind of fill us in on what's going on there, Mike, with all the players. He's got a group of guys he's working with. He was talking about all the coaches being there, and it's just a a scene there, Mobile, from the standpoint of everybody's trying to get a sense who might be the guy to help their team. Mm. We'll talk to Chuck later in the week. Hey, tomorrow, another go at it. Starting at 2 o'clock, guys, all these hires in the NFL, there's a lot going on, Mike, but they're not Mm. done. We got two more jobs that are open. The Falcons still need to hire a couple of guys on the defensive side. Maybe that goes down tomorrow, and, of course, we're going to be all over it. Hawks play tomorrow as well at the Suns. You just heard John. We got to get some get right. And I don't know if playing the Suns is going to be that. We'll be talking about all that much more at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Turtle, great job behind the glass. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Mike Bell, let's get out of here, man. Clear your throat. Yeah, there was a lot of conflicting information and conflicting takes from the uh, so called NFL insiders, the Adam Schefters, the Tom Palisaros of the world, the Rappaports. But at the end of the day, it looks like Broncos were scrambling, could not land D'Amico Ryans. So then they reached out. In the 11th hour, last minute, back to Jim Harbaugh. That's why they went and flew to Ann Arbor. And that came to nothing. And then they come back to Sean Payton. So after trading two first and two second round picks to Seattle to get him, along with two players, Mm. it now requires giving up another first rounder and second rounder to fix Russell Wilson. If this doesn't work and Sean Payton doesn't have a great second act, this could be one of the greatest disasters in one-sided trades since Herschel Walker was traded to Minnesota. When Trey came here as a rookie, you couldn't pull him out of a game. As a matter of fact, I remember that the Hawks told him he needed to rest, and he said, no, I want to play every game. Now we're talking about Trey being out with a bruise or contusion or some kind of foot injury. It's all interesting to me only because this all came about after he got his $200 million. Before that, it seemed like he wanted to play every night and be on the floor for every minute. I will never question his heart or his desire, but Trey, I need you to play. If you love the show, you tell your friend. If you don't, you just spent $500 on a John Fricky cameo. You know, we didn't finish and they did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 